Welcome to The Gray Matters, where we discuss more than just the hot topic and headlines of the day from a black man's perspective. We appreciate that we are not a monolith, and every subject deserves to be explored with nuance, giving a view from all sides of the culture. So we're here to hopefully bring that to you every week with a little bit of nuance, class, and fun. Our panel consists of three guys that are absolutely nothing alike, and you'll soon come to find out just how much we love each other in spite of our sometimes very big differences. I'm Billy Craig, and I'll be your moderator for the day, coming to you from still very mild but beautiful Delaware. Today, I'm joined by some real ride-or-die brothers. You know, the kind of stay even when everyone else leaves and decided to go solo. So, uh, Ricky Bell coming from Nashville, Tennessee, <laughs> and riding the Vaux all the way from Washington State. Good to see you gentlemen. Say hello, please. What's, What's happening? <laughs> All right. Let's get it popping. It's been a while. We've taken a little bit of time, a little pause for the call, but we're ready to get right into it. So let's start. Mar-a-Lago. That's kind of all I need to say, but <laughs> just to give a little bit of context, uh, unless you've been off the planet for a little while, then uh, you should know what's been going on down in Florida where they uh, raided. The FBI went in and raided Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate, decided to go in and uh, get the documents that he didn't leave when he uh, was evicted. And so um, <clears throat> they made a big deal out of it on both sides of the aisle. The left is talking about how egregious it is that he took all these files because um, they were of importance when it comes to national security, confidential, uh, different degrees and levels of confidentiality were violated. The right was making it out to be like, you know, it was some kind of conspiracy when the fact of the matter is the man just took a bunch of stuff that he wasn't supposed to take. However, without going into all of the who did what and right or wrong, the question I want to ask in this regard is, should America be afraid of what's happening on the political right and a lot of the polarization and the radicalization that we see um, on that side of the political aisle? Or is this just standard, typical theater like what we've always experienced? And we'll start with the least political among us, uh, Paul. Hmm. <laughs> wow. Um I would say that it's theater, um, but there is definitely something going on. Something's cooking. Right? Um, and like I said, I look at this like it's a family fight, and I'm not in the family. Mm. Right? These is two these is white folks fighting amongst white folks. At the end of the day, say none of my business. This is none of my business. <laughs> I have no, un, you know what I'm saying? Like I have nothing to do with whatever it is. Roll the um, window and, up, just yeah. Roll the window up and keep driving. Mind your, close the curtains. Mind your business. Turn the yeah. TV up. <laughs> Pay that no attention. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's rolling with a drive just fast enough, right, to get through this, but slow enough so you don't, don't look at nobody in the eye. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's okay. how they get you. <laughs> <laughs> he saw it. 
<laughs> great. You saw it. I looked at uh, him. He looked mm-hmm. me right in the eye. He saw the whole thing. Nah, I ain't seen nothing. I have very dark aviator sunglasses for just mm-hmm. that purpose. Right. Be the right. You don't know what I'm looking like at. Sunglasses on. Facts. So I don't know uh if it's more of a radicalization. Or if it's if it's if it's theater, or or uh, but then again, or if it's just a response to the left, mm-hmm. because it ain't much different. It's either get down or lay down on each side. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's not about being loyal to principles. It's about being loyal to people, mm. and that is what's caused what we're seeing now is people are more loyal to Trump than they are to the principles that America is supposed to stand for. Okay. And what, what say you, Andre? Cause I know you tore up over this. I, I know this is about it. I know how much you care about Donald Trump. Like, mm-hmm. This is really eating at you. So. The, um, if we say in this theater, it's one of those whodunit theaters, like where you go for a murder mystery dinner, um, and but somebody actually really gets shot at the dinner, right? <laughs> wow, <laughs> right. This the entire he says real thing, bullets in this. <laughs> I don't like the Paul hit it on the head when it's talking about the justification coming from the right. It's not the fact that it's the right that's taken up for like the the GOP or anything like that, they're taking up for him. Mm-hmm. Not because he's in the right, but it's what's best for them politically. Mm-hmm. Because for some reason, this he still moves a needle. I have no idea how or why. But this justification is, yeah. is not scary. It's dangerous. Because now we're saying, because, you know, for, for balance, Billy loves to use his word balance when he watches Fox News. To hear right. the other side, right. um, to listen to the justification that, oh, well, the FBI may have planted evidence and this is, you know, and all these different conspiracy theories that they're going out so? here with that. Hold on. But that wasn't when when Farrakhan said that they didn't have that same thing. Like, no, this evidence is legit. The FBI had a reason. But now, mm-hmm. oh, they could have planned it. So if they can plan it on the, on the former president, they can plan on anybody. So. I'm good if you want to, you know, use that as the reasoning. But again, consistency. Use the same. Use the same consistency, but they don't. Mm-hmm. And that's where it becomes dangerous. Is you are really going through all these lengths to protect your political career for this one person, mm-hmm. who we get back. I think we mentioned this in either the first or second episode, where the dangerous part wasn't the fact that we had to choose between Joe and Trump. The the terrible part was that those were our choices. Is right. Joe or Trump. Like and it seems had, like these are still it, going to be our choices in the next couple of years. And I don't understand how or why on this planet with three hundred billion people and all these many people in the United States, like this is what we have to choose from. And mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense for us to continue to go down this path if we are, if we're trying to be become a better society. Because one of the things, you know, people are using, and the fact that I love this show, like as far as the gray matters, is because this isn't black or white. Like everybody's looking at Joe struggling, 
Which he drove struggling. Let's not. We let's all not knew get, he was going to struggle. We knew he was going to struggle. Always. But they, so they used it as a justification to say, see, this is why we should have had Trump. No, like, if we really fast forward and use a crystal ball and say that Trump got reelected, I don't, the economy might be a little bit better, but we would be in a much dangerous, a more dangerous place. Like, the man took documents home that they said you cannot leave. He packed. Hey, pack all he this up. He can't even go. leave the ship, that room. He didn't yeah. even leave that room. He you packed like, out the White House. Why are you taking documents? Like, and got it on your literal things, just well, right, just in the house, just chilling. Like, hey, here goes. They let him. Yeah, and I and I don't understand how that's uh, so that's you think, you, you think they didn't go through Barack and Michelle and Sasha and Malia's every box and and nook and cranny and envelope that they packed yes, up out of there and made sure them. they had nothing with they one last pat down wallet gave a pat down on the way out and they, and they waved the wand down on them as they come on man out. yeah you, yes you Sasha too yeah you too. <laughs> They let this man cavity search with missile plans. Like, hey, like there's no reason for you to have that if you're not planning on doing something dangerous with it. Like, I that part I do agree with when when the left brings that up is like, why would you? Oh, it's for sale. Yeah, it's for sale. There's no doubt about that. It's for sale. It's for sale. Interesting, Andre, because you just said it. This is why it all stops and ends with me. The re and, and it goes back to what Paul said about these choices. Like, there's a reason why we only had those two choices. It's a stall tactic. It's basically, we don't want to move forward as a better society until we can figure out how to keep it white. Until we can figure out how to keep it under our control. And I don't mean this from a uh, racial standpoint. I'm talking about the, uh, because it's very subconscious. This is not like people are actively thinking, how can I keep white Protestant men on top? But that is so ingrained in our thinking that it's not only fabric do, of this, uh, that is the fabric of America. That is all <laughs> that it is. Even to the point where you have people who can't be unbiased, who cannot be uh, impartial when looking at evidence right in front of them, they mm-hmm. go to their political corners, black people. Latino, everybody's, they're all hardcore left or they're hardcore right. And I heard somebody say this. I can't remember which senator it was, but he said something to the effect of, um, I wish I could remember who it was now, but he said something to the effect of, listen, actually, you know, the government and the Constitution and our laws, those things can be changed. And everybody was just all outraged, like, how could you say such a thing? And it's like, no, he's not only correct that those things can be changed, they should be changed, and they Absolutely. should have been changed a long time ago. The problem mm-hmm. is, the, and I've said this from the beginning, Donald Trump is a manifestation of us not being willing to evolve as a society. We've us? kept certain things. When I say us, I mean the country as a whole because I happen to live here. I'm saying that those, whatever, whoever it is, the powers that be, there is a resistance and an unwillingness to accept the fact that we are no longer a strictly white male dominated society. Well, follow the money. Who controls the media? The that's the that's where it, I mean, it starts there. We get our choices from them, right? 
They tell us who we pick. They put the people on stage. They are the stage. They decide what news to show, what's newsworthy. Who should put on who who gets on six o'clock when they get when they get shot or robbed or something happens to them. Right. Who we should look for when they're missing. Yeah. Like like the like the young lady whose boyfriend killed her. In the van out here. And folks was just so crazy about that, but they didn't care nothing about the the real Wilson girl who Mm -hmm. was missing. You see, like it's. Is so ingrained, and 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 that's where it comes from. So who controls them? Who who controls uh, what scripts get greenlit on television, on 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 in movies and things like that? Because that's where we form most of our political and religious ideology is from entertainment and media. It's given that to That is the you. influence. Exactly. Yeah. You nobody, okay. nobody thinks for their own or can be independent right. of groupthink. And I think it's funny that you mentioned that about the media. There was a um, there was a series. I thought it was incredible. I loved it. It was uh, on HBO, if I'm not mistaken. Um, what was it? Regina King was in it. Um, what is the name of that series? Either way. Um, it was so forward thinking that out of nowhere, they just cut it off. They just stopped it. Like it it was exposing so much about the underbelly of our society. And I don't think it was just accident or coincidental because people were watching it. They just pulled it because it was one of those things where it was getting too close I, I guess the whole thing about Donald Trump is I look at the support that he gets because some of this is just flat out comical, the way mm-hmm. this, the, the excuses that people come up with. Oh, well, you know, he brings his work home. Like, what? But more to the point, there's a reason why Donald Trump has traction. Everybody talks about him being a media genius. But no. Donald Trump was willing to say what so many people who are slowly dying off actually believe, which is, nah, we need to make America great again. We need to take this thing back. We need to run this back a ways because it's getting out of control. We have made way too much progress. uh, (laughs) And it's making me uncomfortable how much progress we make. Because there was about to be a break. And you see it with the Buddha judges. And Andrew Yangs and a different one. It wasn't that they were ever going to be nominated by the Democratic Party. It's the fact that these people actually feel like they got a shot. Like they were showing up with a job applications. You're thinking, who even told you to have that kind of boldness? There's about to, there's a shift. <laughs> who, who, told, who told you we was hiring? Right. Who told you we were hiring? You showing up in here and talking, about, we ain't doing open interviews. What are you doing, Andrew Yang? The point is that there is a conflict going on. And while I agree with what Paul's saying that we kind of just need to sit this out and let them fight it out. We do need to keep our eyes and ears open and pay attention. Like you said, go on, close the curtain, turn the music up, but you need to look out there and see if the police are still there. Like you need to see if the They're not coming. Peek out the window a little bit. They're not coming. <laughs> I live in Portland. They're not coming. <laughs> 
They will let them shoot each other, beat each other in the street. And you know why they not coming? Because they part of the police. They out there. They the ones, they the ones facilitating. Yeah. You know why the Proud Boys ain't getting stopped by the police? Because the police are the Proud Boys. Bruh. Just like 100 years ago. There's a reason why ain't nobody stopping. That's why you closed the curtains. That's why you closed the curtains. Yeah. And let them sort it out. Mm-hmm. Because the last if you thing we need is for them to know it was us, or thinking, or be able to blame us for it. That's yeah. really it is to be yeah. able to blame us because that's what they did uh, the previous eight years. It's the Black Lives Matter people. <laughs> I lived in Salt Lake City. Now I live in Portland. Ain't nobody black downtown messing up nothing, bro. Ain't nobody black in town. Nope. <laughs> they literally show up, file their paperwork, whatever who they got to do it with, and Man. then they leave. There was a big controversy because the person, if I'm not mistaken, in Salt Lake City that ran the Black Lives Matter cha- uh, chapter was not black. Yeah. And was doing a whole bunch of whoop de whoop. Like, it, it, look, bro. Mm. Yeah. So the next time you hear something about Mar-a-Lago, Donald Trump, the FBI, what the you know, Department of Justice is doing. Think of Paul. Wow. <laughs> Think of wow. Paul. Keep on driving. That's cold-blooded. <laughs> and, and mind your business. Monkeypox. Wow. Uh, according to the CDC, this is... It's going to be a short test. segment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> According to the CDC, monkeypox is going from <laughs> an emergency and it is reaching borderline epidemic proportions. Do go like, on. It's getting bad, right? That That's according to what the CDC says. Now, I find it interesting because, um, well, I honestly, in doing the research and looking into this, I find that the numbers don't quite add up. Like what they say, the math ain't quite mathing on this. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> is monkeypox really a health crisis uh, that deserves the media attention and the attention from uh, the world, the World Health Organization and the CDC, like it's getting? Uh, or maybe a better question is: Do we even need to care about monkeypox? And uh, I'll mm. go to the person who's most closely connected wow. to monkeypox. Oh, Dre. Now be I, Dre. <laughs> what say you about monkeypox, actually? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, told, I knew we was going to be on one today. I knew it. In the pre-production, <laughs> I knew we was going to be on one. So I'm going to go ahead and let that hey, man, bullet I'm, fly. Hey, I, hey, I'm obligated to the truth. I am bound to the truth. I got to keep it 100. You know I'm going to pray for you. <laughs> <laughs> so what say you about monkeypox, Andre? Man, um, I think overall, no. I The first part is, should we pay attention to I mean, I guess technically, yes, we should pay attention. And, but has it li- risen to the level where the World Health Organization and CDC needs to get involved and push it? I would definitely say no. One, just because of like, I know in the last segment we were talking about conspiracy theories and how you know dangerous they can be, but 
on this one, I really feel like this is part of a conspiracy theory. And I'm not really a conspiracy person, but on this one, they keep like they keep trying to figure out ways to keep us whole, like and distracting from mm. other things. And you know, it was it like the attention became real ratcheted up on mon- monkeypox, um, right after you know the abortion <laughs> ban and things like that. Like right. it is it's the magic trick of. Don't look what I'm doing over with my right hand. Let's pay attention to this mm-hmm. left hand thing. You know, I'm Let's giving you a show over here. Let's keep the energy going for something that really there's no energy for. Like it was almost, it was, it was real similar to uh, the you know quote unquote Ebola outbreak that we had here, where the the white lady went off on a bike ride because um, she refused to stay in the house even though she was the only person that we knew in the country who had Ebola mm-hmm. and. But at the same time, there were laws that were going on and things that were happening with the Supreme Court. At the same time, this lady was doing whatever she was doing. And so they made this a huge thing. And I I, I truly believe, one, I, I'm not, I'm definitely not worried about catching monkeypox. Like, that's just not, that's not my circle. I don't, I'm, I know what y'all take going to be, so I'm going to let y'all dive into that part. But, um, but for me, I just think, is it's a look over here, but don't look over here types of it. Like that's since you're bringing up circles, it was interesting. I went back because I, I know that there are people who will watch this and think, well, well, I mean, of course we should care about monkeypox and the course and it's anything that's go, that's causing people to die, any type of disease, uh, of course we should care about. But I was looking at the numbers and um I found this to be honest with you, staggering because I had never looked at the actual numbers. Ninety-nine percent of the known cases of monkeypox are men. Like ninety-nine percent. What's the demo? Ninety-four percent are what do you call them? MSN. New acronym. You know we got to go through the alphabet, the, the QWERTY keyboard, right? So men sexually involved with men. They've abbreviated that down to men. MSN. Okay, not to be confused with like Microsoft Network. No, no, no. MSM, men who are sexually making sexual contact with men. 94% of all monkeypox cases are them. Mm-hmm. And when I say them, it's because them is not me. It is a them. I don't get down and deal with men who are sexually active with other men. Not in such a way that I would be able to contract it. And it's almost like they don't want to call it for what it is. Um, They don't want to deal with it for what it is, which is this is a gay disease. And should I care about gay people? Absolutely. I I personally feel like, you know, with my faith, my beliefs tell me, yes, I should care. Wilson, Ray. I'm I'm all of it. Hey, what they say about dead clocks? <laughs> okay. Wow. Like, you took I, it back to 1985, listen, bro. Only say, well, here's what I'm, what I'm saying is I, I feel like all It's just Rock things, Hudson. Leave it on. Don't even worry listen, about it. All, the only thing I'm saying is, it's just, and it's just like HIV and AIDS. Um, I recently had an uncle who passed, and he was uh, someone who contracted the AIDS virus. Um, the interesting thing about it is that he was aware and honest about the fact that this wasn't just some, you know, 
something that you just go out and you get it because somebody sneezes and you happen to be in the same aisle at the grocery store. Like, no, he lived a whole lifestyle that led to that. Just like there are certain lifestyles that lead to diabetes or there are certain lifestyles that lead to obesity or certain lifestyles that lead to these different things. And so it's not a condemnation. That's not where I'm going with it. What I'm saying is it is difficult for me to feel like it should be raised to the level of panic and concern that is being given in the media and the attention it's given, when the fact of the matter is this is very isolated. It's extremely isolated. Like, even when you talk about 99% of it being men, well, that means we got more women in this country, and they're basically saying, like, you're fine. This is not coming for you. Are those women in Atlanta? I didn't even look up the stats in Atlanta, but with that, say what you got to say, Paul. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. You know what? Why I didn't already. I, my shoe, my shoe was my Jordan got 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 poop on him right now. I just did that with the Atlanta comment. I got yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. First of all, yeah, you sounded like Reagan with that. Um, I thought exactly how you thought when it when I first start reading about it or whatever. But then I thought about like we got a real bad drug problem in this country. So I would imagine there are a lot of folks who are at risk just because of the drug use and things like that. Granted, going back to your point, these are lifestyles and whatnot and whoop de whoop. But it can affect people who aren't in the lifestyle. We all know a drug addict we don't know is a drug addict. Well, we do know it's a drug addict and we still and love we, him because and we still that's my son, that's my daughter, that's, that's my you know, dad, whoever, yeah. Right, right, right. So that's where I have to I have to get off the bus on your take. <laughs> <laughs> you got off of Finney Town, you were gonna take yeah, Tri County with I, you. Yeah, I, I couldn't yeah, I couldn't go all the way, you know, out to Tri County with you. <laughs> I had to stop at Brentwood Bowl. <laughs> See, and, and the thing about it is, even with those numbers, I understand that there are a lot of people who, frankly, because this is fairly new and the numbers are not nearly um, as vast as the media would lead you to believe, there are a lot of people who are not reporting it. In fact, they said one of the things that happened, they said something in the neighborhood of 80-something percent did not either reveal that they had signs, because apparently it showed, you find signs of it up to three weeks before um, you it's full blown. But the point was, there are a lot of people who just, they're not reporting. They're not saying anything about it. And that happens in anything, right? How many people out here have some diagnosis that they just you know aren't sharing? Um, for, for a lot of different reasons. We understand that so much of um, sexuality can be one of those things where it's private and I don't want to get into it. Again, I'm not saying this from a condemnation standpoint. I'm only saying that when we think about monkeypox, the way that it's being presented is as though it is something that anybody and everybody can get. And theoretically, yeah, that's true. But put the label on the box the way that it's supposed to be so that I can know what it is because you know, you got people who are misinformed out here thinking, I don't want to go out here because they're going to get I'm, I might get monkeypox. You don't stand a chance of getting monkeypox. Well, all right. Well, we make a big deal out of uh, the trance situation, right? Yeah. 
Have you looked the numbers up on that? That that's I, okay. Send me back the the, the Reagan administration. It's like, I'm right it's, like it's like it's like a I want to say it's like it's 1%. a fraction of one percent. Yes, it's, it's like a tenth of a percent. It's li- it's literally a tenth, or I, I want to say it maybe like one, like point oh oh seven, not even a whole right. tenth. I'm rounding right. up. Yeah, but we got people ready to kill Dave Chappelle. Right, they're ready to cancel that man's whole career. Ready to run a whole no, ready to harm campaign. him. Who are these people? People with an agenda. Okay. Apparently, so the here, same people that are trying to scare me about monkeypox. Okay. Ah, now, now, see, now, oh, now, 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 I didn't get back in the whip with you. You didn't came back around and picked me up. <laughs> hey, the, t- hey, the twenty was very consistent. <laughs> we back. <laughs> right. Just go to the other side of the street and head south. Right. Right. That's it. So yeah. we still can tie this back to a portion of the last segment, which is who's controlling the message. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And why are they controlling the message in this fashion? Like, why are we not saying, okay, 99% of this is men, 94% are men who are sexually active with other men. Mm -hmm. When you look at the media, there is a huge shift between the Walter Cronkite or Walter Cronkite and all those people who were just a textbook uh, straight white men to mm-hmm. now who's working in the control room. The Don Lemons. Yeah. The and in those boards. Like there's yeah, call them out. The Don Lemons, the Rachel Maddows, those the, who are far uh, left on, what's, on that uh, side. Yeah. What's um Gloria Vanderbilt's son? Um uh, Oh yeah. Uh, Cooper. Anderson Cooper. Yeah. Anderson Cooper. Like what's the, the control- guy to switch from Fox over to uh C N B C now? Uh you know what I'm talking about. Okay, that's right. Y'all don't watch Fox. <laughs> but anyway, I don't touch but, the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but just it, it. But with that, would they? Because they, I mean, they they have a huge like message platform, but they're yeah. not also saying, "Hey, it's people who are like me who are catching monkeypox." Like they're not. They're not taking that onus be- and they control, you know, again, a majority of the messages that are going out. So our show itself is probably going to enlighten people to look up the numbers to find out that we ain't lying. Yeah, because somebody's on- mad right now talking about how do you know? Oh, well, I'm hey, I'm just going by what the CDC posted. <laughs> so I, I, I just find it interesting on how the message is being conveyed. And again, I don't fit any of the demographics on on the people that are currently contracting it so it doesn't it doesn't move my needle at all but this is what this is a weird one because normally it's a follow a money trail but Mm -hmm. i don't know the benefits of following the money for monkeypox like maybe there are a lot more rich white men clapping dirty booty cheeks than we care to know oh you gotta think about who's affected (laughs) that's who becomes it? That's what makes it important. Is who's affected? Go back, which goes back to follow the money. So, there's always money behind. It is always yeah, there is money behind right. it, and that's the thing. One of the you know, that that and that's what I find concerning about it is that people who are not as informed don't seem to realize it's always follow the money. Fair there's point. a lot of people that have an agenda. It doesn't mean that it's always nefarious or underhanded. Mm-mm. Sometimes it's just 
I don't like this projection or this feeling of guilt that's being put on me because I feel like as a homosexual man that I shouldn't have to feel bad about something. Well, the fact of the matter is I ain't telling you to feel bad because it's not a matter of homosexuality. It's really a matter. It's really a question of monogamy because, you know, clean or dirty. If you're out here running or in the same thing, like when you talked about people sharing needles, mm -hmm. uh, people who are um, drug mm -hmm. users that mm -hmm. require them to be able to exchange fluids like blood mm -hmm. and things like that. That is where any of these viruses and diseases are actually being right. passed. It's a matter of keeping it clean. I don't care if you are gay. It's like keep it in your network. Keep it in your circle. But since there seems to be a common thread here, and since Andre said he doesn't run in any of these circles, uh, let's move on to the next circle. Incels. Hey, I don't run in them either. Hey, listen. Yeah, I don't know nothing about stats, that, bro. Listen. I know more gay dudes than I know incels. <laughs> <laughs> listen. I got some real gay homies. Like, I have no incel yes. homies at all. Listen. Okay. Well, then I tell you what. I tell you what. Admittedly, this is right in my wheelhouse because as a pastor, Mm -hmm. uh, oh, you know a gang of them, huh? Them the your way, people. Hey, listen, the way that the church is set up, this is right in my wheelhouse, and so I'll take this mm -hmm. one. But for those who don't know, you may be thinking, incel, what are you talking about? The word incel is essentially an abbreviation to make a word out of two words. It's involuntary celibacy. The idea that, yes, I'd love to be in a romantic, sexually active relationship, but I am involuntarily put there because I have no choice. And this was brought up by one of our friends on Facebook. And she talked about this from the female perspective. We'll get into that in a second. Because it but was the the rise of the female incel. The rise of the female was her was her, was her uh she yeah. listen, she done put her flag, she done put her stake in the ground. <laughs> she she went in, right? Right. And a lot of this goes back to not only follow the money, but how the message is being managed, because essentially what has happened is um, the, the, the even this idea of, you know, an incel. I mean, we basically back when I was young, it was just you, you wasn't getting no action like girls didn't want you, um, which I also find it hard to believe that there's not a female out here. There are ugly babies. <laughs> there are ugly babies. Don't tell me you can't find somebody. There are ugly babies. A lot of them. Oh my God, so many ugly babies in the world. But I digress. My bad, Rev. Go ahead. Listen. Here's the question. <laughs> All right. He took the entire train and moved it to a whole different track. <laughs> this man got off the 20 and went. Now, this is back to the pre production meeting, though. <laughs> Yes, that wasn't supposed to get out the pre-production meeting, okay? That was part of the pre-pre-production okay? <laughs> But here's the thing. We talk about um, people who are struggling to find um, matches, people who are struggling right. to find these relationships. One of the things that was interesting, I, I read, in, uh, believe it or not, this came from an article that I was reading in uh what is it called institute for family studies okay largely kind of conservative and um 
you know, you could argue a kind of a Christian uh, organization, mm-hmm. um, even though they, that's not on their label. But they were talking about this idea of male sexlessness, right? And one of the things that was interesting, they said that what you would find is that this isn't a matter of something that's in reality. It's more of an illusion because they did the numbers. And they were talking about people who were sexually active but are not in a marriage. And they said in an, in a year span, they averaged 60 to 80 sexual encounters. They said those who were married were only slightly more, which was if you're married, the average was 70 to 110 times per year. Now, don't worry about it. I've already done the math for you as I did in the last second. So here's the deal. If you're basically what it's saying is on average in America, if you are sexually active as a male, but you're not married, you're having like one in a piece, like a week. Okay. You're actually having less sex than married people, which is actually the myth that you have that's, less sex once you get married. I'm that, that now, was cool. I learned something. That's it. Keep talking, man. Now, now here's the thing. <laughs> they on average, again, give or take, because the numbers and reporting and who the who is the different mm-hmm. who's the subject, who's the group, the average was for a married couple, and they were going between the ages of people who were still able to actually have sex. I mean, you know, once you get in your 70s, it's like... Oh, no, nah, they got them pills, cuz. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, everybody here's getting what it in now. They said it was roughly just under two times a week. So basically like 1.7 times per week because mm-hmm. they did them based on, again, an annual average. There's peak time, slow time, all kinds of... Whatever you want to call it. The fact of the matter is that actually... Um, and here's the larger point. People are just not having nearly as much sex as other people think. When you really think it, because I was sitting there thinking to myself, like, what is that? Like, I'm thinking to myself, mm-hmm. like, I'm married. And I was like, no, that, that's not mm-hmm. about right. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I got a job. I got well, multiple things to do. I, You know, I'm not out here just... Sex craze, and I consider myself because, by the way, this is important for the. I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna cut you off right here, Riff. Okay. When we were all in high school, we were relatively like, kind of like something like them dudes. Like Dre was that mug, but we were something like them dudes too. He was when it came to winter in the fall and the spring, though, when it was like football and track season. It is what it is. The winter time we fell off. We was choosing though. My name stayed in the paper. Um. We was choosing. Right. We was choosing, though. Facts. Right. All right. Uh. It wasn't nothing but a couple of us out there like that. It was a lot of dudes waiting, hoping we didn't show up to the party. And seeing what we were leaving with. Right. Right. Like, oh, he about to holler at her. I can't holler at her tonight. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Right. And that's the so, thing. So we, the averages, like you said, it's the sample. Yeah. And who they ask. The because side. if you ask if you ask some athletes or some entertainers, their numbers gonna be different. Totally. Than and and somebody what happens who, is, yeah. one of the things that happened, and this is what I was getting ready to just add this piece of perspective. You kind of were leading me to it right there. Part of what happens is with this population, and this goes for the rise of the female incel, as well as 
the, the typical studies have been done about men in this group, they have this fictitious belief that A, everybody's running around here having sex all the time, and B, that essentially the attractive males are taking up all the sex. Like, they're just hogging it, okay? Well, so th they have this bitterness and this resentment towards men who they think, mm -hmm. well, he's more charismatic and he's more friendly and he gets along better and women seem to like him. And I hear the conversations that they're having when he's not in the room. And I, I frankly, the reason why I wanted to bring this up, not only because it was brought up to us, but I find it fascinating because actually it, in my opinion, separates. And you talk about like back when we were young, it literally decouples and separates the idea that I, at what point do you stop looking for sex outside of actually having some type a of meaningful connection, some type of connection, because that's kind of the thing. And I've kind of feel like uh, media entertainment, mm -hmm. the ways in which you, especially when you're young, process and learn about sex. If you learned about sex from porn, if you learned about sex because you were reading books and magazines or watching television, then... Or from rappers. Or from rappers and singers <laughs> and songs. You read the lyrics on the back of the CD. My bad, Joe. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> this right. is on you, right? Right. But no, the oh. thing about it is... If that is where you're getting your understanding of sex from, then uh -huh. you're bound to be frustrated. Even if you <laughs> are getting it all the time, even if you're getting it multiple women, you just out here. You're never going to be happy and fulfilled and feel good about it because you're getting it from the wrong places. Uh -huh. And and I brought this up again. I started with this because I kind of feel like, frankly, not that this is a direct connection to most people who make. I kind of feel like the church is complicit in this. Mm -hmm. Because of the way that the mm. church teaches, or dare I say, is unwilling to teach. Don't tiptoe. Don't tiptoe, because I will step in that. The pile. fact of the matter is, the way <laughs> y'all hoard all the women for yourselves, not and, you, but in general, we talking about the Ruline and, and Warren Jeffs. We talking about the Kingston clan. We talking about Brigham Young, Joseph Smith. Yes. We talk. Yes. We talking about all them types of cats. Yes, and it literally it is a not not, not to mix metaphors here. It is a perversion mm -hmm. of what is actually supposed to be understood about sexual activity and sexual intimacy and sexual behavior to the point where it's like. You know, you're basically you feel like you're not you feel like you're getting robbed or cheated out of something that actually you're not missing out on. It's the, it's it's right there for you. Well, they feel owed. That's yeah. the part that that it's yeah. You owe me some box, nah, bro. You need some game or some how about, money. How about smile and say hello? You need some game or some money. And the women have scout. told you what it takes. Yeah, they've told you what it takes. Either be not either have some personality or go get you some money, bro. It's not hard. Or you can be like Andre and do both. <laughs> so the one thing I will say that is throwing a curveball into this topic, and you touched on it, but it it's a bigger point that um than than we originally 
you know, probably want to admit. Um, the internet has mm. played a, a huge role yes. in not in people not having to go out and have sex. Um, just because like dating is expensive. Let's just go ahead mm -hmm. and let's just be honest. Like dating is yeah. expensive. It's time consuming. It's all of these different things. Um, and so for the people who aren't having sex on the regular, you can always Google whatever category that fits you and, and have your one, you know, have your moments of pleasure there and call it a day. Like back in the day, masturbation used to be something nobody talked about. Now it's, it seems to be just like, it is what it is. Like comedians. Now it's just regular jokes within comedians and circles and things like that, where well, they do that before they meet each other. Hey, yeah. take your phone out. That's hey. let's see what's popping. <laughs> so, I think you know part of the sexual frustration comes into. I mean, there's many factors. Like one, dating is expensive. Two, people lack the actual personalities now. Like people mm -hmm. lack human social interaction skills to be able to go through what it takes to be able to date somebody uh, on an intimate level, and mm -hmm. also um, now. The one thing that hasn't changed, I will say, is that the same women still chase the same men. Like, 10 women will chase the same three dudes, no matter what. Like, I know he got, I know he got 42 kids. I know he ain't good. I know he got six felonies. I'm going to change him. He going to be my man. Like, it, and if you ain't in that three, one in three is, is tough out in these streets for you. And but, I can tell you, the older I get, let me tell you something. They're going to chase that man to the grave. Boy. Okay. They still haven't met that flame. Though. Gave up real good men Oof. waiting on this one dude that got seven other women still chasing them too. Like, it's, it's, uh, uh, that's a whole, that's a whole different segment. But, and by Johnny the way, was shot quick, back in 96. <laughs> and by the way, real quick, shout out, uh, Gioni, because you were the one that actually brought this up on uh, my timeline and went in. So, Shout out to you. Hope you're watching this week. Are the women as aggressive as the men are in the incel community? Well, women in general are not as aggressive as men. I, so I don't mean aggressive. Uh, I'm talking about in their angst. No, they're they're not nearly as embittered. There's a certain what I, if I were to label the emotions, there is a feeling of resentment, but not nearly as much aggression because a lot of times what you'll find is women take this perspective, at least what I was reading up about it, because again, I'm not mm -hmm. particularly familiar with that except from a very narrow perspective coming from a church perspective. But most women are looking at it from the standpoint of what did I do that made me undesirable to a man? Whereas men are walking around here feeling like, you know what? I'm a good guy and I got good grades in school. And I've never broken the law. I don't understand why you chose so? law. I should be able to have somebody. This is this is the wrong, and we need to pass legislation, or we right, need right, to right, right. do something that will mandate that I can give me some action here. Well, that, but also I think the way it's perceived, like lack of action, is perceived. Like for women. They can use that time to find and explore themselves and become whole and things like there's 
there's always coaching that goes with the mindset like of a woman not having reason. Yeah. yeah, but for men, it's like you a loser, bro. Like you you not getting none because you suck at what you're trying to do. Like and so there's a different level of pressure that comes with. I think men's frustration is because they feel like they they owed some ass. Like I think that's really what it comes down to. Like similar if I, to how women may feel the frustration or like God, what is going on if I can't have a baby? But here's the difference though with men, we don't think we. We know we know where we stand at all times. Like, let's keep that a hundred. We don't think we the baddest mug in the room if we ain't the baddest mug in the room. I could think I'm the baddest okay. mug in the room until LeBron James come in there, and I know <laughs> there's that it's a wrap. Somebody better. Right. We, yeah. we recognize there's levels right. to this. We, yeah. Right. Women get told from the all of them from 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 the prettiest to the not so prettiest that what you sit on in your panties is so special any man would want that and he'll do anything for it. And I think that warps their perception of what is supposed to happen or what a man is supposed to do or a man is supposed to go through in order to uh, have access to them uh, emotionally and physically. You know, where where men, we we looking at we looking at the girls in the rump shaker video and they looking at Disney like it's a complete crossing of wires. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And just to wrap it up real quick, I'm just going to wrap it here because I'm going to just say this for all of you incels, people who are struggling to get that action. Let me just tell you something. The grass is not always green on the other side. Because there have been many a days where I come home to my wife and actually it was a lot more work now that I'm married than it was before. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. Sometimes I honestly feel like I, I, I be getting lucky. <laughs> and we sleep in the same bed in the same room all the time. I be getting lucky sometimes, man. It's like, hey, it's just... You know, I'd do better at the mall. There ain't nobody even at the mall in 2020. I might do better. I might I sometimes be wondering, like, did I make the right move? So go back and read those numbers because uh, the grass is not always green. You might think you having it bad until you got to come home and get lucky. See what you can scratch up in the kitchen because your wife is in there. Porn so. is free, bro. Go take a shower. <laughs> All right. That's it. I mean, at the end of the day, bro, it's it's a nut, bro. Like, come on, man. Are you really ready to wreck it all? (laughs) For something you can take care of yourself? Something you ain't never had. Well, with that. Buy you some. Andre already said they ain't got no money to be buying none. Cut it out. Hustle. Then you don't deserve none. I hate to sound like I hate when dudes say that. I really hate when dudes say that. I really, really, I, I despise it. I can't believe I just said this on hey, camera. If you ain't got no money, you don't need none. Hey, that sounds like every TLC, every other TLC. My God, I ain't even talking about like rich, but bro, if you can't put like forty dollars together, come on, bro. The the market plummeted. It's forty dollars, but. With inflation, is it still $40? I'm not. Man, you would look, know better than I would. We, I in a gig econ- we in a gig economy right now, bro. <laughs> hey, you got to. You, you got Fiverr? Now the $40. <laughs> <laughs> the 
you might have to you might have to lower the standards for your forty dollars. I mean, monkey yourself. monkey pox might come with that forty dollars. <laughs> nah, if you don't want monkey pox, you gonna have to come over more than forty dollars. I'm just saying, you basically bro, like, you just bro. you just got an revolver. You playing Russian roulette at that point. But you know. all right, well, with that being said, um, we're back for those that, those that are missing in action. Mm-hmm. Those things that. Um, we need to show up those things that are missing. And um, as always, the APBs will start with the letter A because I'm still on my my uh, letterman thing. So A is for Andre, I think, last I checked. What you got for us, Andre? Who's missing? Who you need to show up? Um, The person that's missing that I've really been looking for for a couple of years. And we was looking for him for a, a year before that. Um, Daniel Cameron is who I'm mm. Wow. So for those who may have forgot or don't remember, it's easy because he went in to hide it. Um, this is a true, <laughs> a, this is a true mm-hmm. APB. Like, yeah, yeah um, like you actually went to the wire. <laughs> um, right. He was the, mm. or he still is, the Kentucky mm. Attorney General who decided not to prosecute uh, anyone that was involved in the murder of Breonna Taylor. The brother. Yeah. And we're going to get to that. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> so. Um, Where my I, wife at? Let me tell you something. As a native <laughs> from Louisville, Kentucky, let me say something. I'm so glad I got my headphones on. Because if she had heard you say Daniel Cameron, yeah, she'd have busted this house up getting here. Um, on screen, I I hate the fact that we both played football at the University of Louisville because I don't want to share a letter with that guy. Um, mm. but um, but yeah, so it he uh he decided not to prosecute anybody that was involved in the murder, and it was a murder of Breonna Taylor. Um, now if y'all don't remember who she is, backstory, uh, she was the EMT who uh. They served a no-knock warrant uh, to her apartment, and cops came in and started shooting from outside the house, blindly through windows, um, and her boyfriend um, at the time fired back, returned fire. They arrested him, even though they didn't go into the apartment looking for him. Um, Mm -hmm. But she was killed in the firing um, of between one of the cops who was shooting from outside a window with now keep in mind blinds were closed shooting from outside just into an apartment and the ones that were shooting through the door um and she was killed so we went through a whole grand jury process and he did every trick he could possibly do to make it where they would not be able to be found uh worthy to stand trial by a grand jury um, he removed a lot of things that were off the uh, that should have been on board, off the board, so that, that the jurors were really locked in. He they fixed were hand- it. He yeah. fixed it. Yeah, the yeah, fix was fixed. in. Yeah, he fixed um, it so that the cops wouldn't. Get- now this was also yeah. done around the election time. Yeah. Um, and he was tap dancing so that he could could be buddy buddy with uh, Donald Trump. Um. You can. I'm not just making this up. You can go look. No, no, no. It's documented. Right. He Mm -hmm. he spoke at the Republican National Convention. All these things that he thought this was going to be his end to to be in a higher place. 
he was about to take off. Um, but strange thing happened. Um, Trump lost. Trump, yeah. <laughs> um, Trump lost. Um, and when Trump lost, uh, so did he. And he's still the attorney general, but we haven't seen him. And they literally the, haven't seen this man outside. I have not seen him. He's um, in Uber Eats and Grubhub. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he putting it under a fake name. Um, because if anybody knew exactly where he was, he would probably things things could go dangerous for him because of the steps that he went to to not prosecute police. Well, he officers. married into the right family, though. He got security. He, yeah, but the way he went around trying not to, mm-hmm. I, I, I I'm trying to 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 be careful on the Uncle Tom conversation because we've already you know had that conversation within this show, but. He he didn't try to he tried to appease white people with this uh with this oh facts uh, uh kind of uh storytelling and stuff like that but long story short thankfully somebody else uh this two weeks ago uh Merrick Garland decided to uh look further into this uh mm-hmm. the cops thought they were sky free but then um realized hey the search warrant that you got was illegal falsified uh you falsified, falsified that you all of all of these mm-hmm. um together yeah. which is which was easily enough for daniel cameron to do his job and put them in jail but he decided not to the uh, linchpin and by the way real quick the linchpin and all there was a bunch of falsified things but the linchpin was that they said there was mail that was being delivered there they were able to track and see that her previous boyfriend had mail that had been Delivered there only to find out that was, was false. categorically completely false. No, no drug dealer get mail. No, what's wrong with these people? <laughs> so, <sighs> um, so long story short, I'm glad somebody else did the job that he would not do. Um, I feel for Breonna Taylor's parents. Her mom said it's been, um, she waited, uh, I forget the exact amount of days, but she had literally counted down to the day. 765 days or whatever for this moment where the mm-hmm. cops are being held accountable for the murder of her daughter. Um, but all that to say, I'm looking for Daniel, Daniel Cameron to step out of the woods and at least say my bad or something, uh, it, or whatever it is that I don't even know what I'm looking for, but it, just show your come face, outside. Bro. Just come, come, come out. Come out. We want to talk. We, we just yeah. want to have a talk with you. Uh, yeah, we just want to talk. <laughs> so that hurt nobody. We just, no. We, no, just, you know, a few, a few thousand of us want to have matter a matter of fact. Me and Paul ain't going to even get out the car. We just going to sit from and listen from the window. <laughs> right, while you and Andre chopping up. We ain't even right. out. No, my fist. I'm being bald. I mean, I'm just driving. So my no, fist being no. balled up. My fist being balled up don't mean nothing. It's just how I talk. You know, you don't just... look like author Arthur. But that's my APB is Daniel wow. Cameron. Come on outside, because um, uh, come on play, bro. You you need it in this moment um, to 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 come to the carpet. I need answers. Yeah, clarify a couple things. That's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. That's a good one. What my got, APB is for Kenneth Jerome Riley, number thirteen for mm. the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm. Arguably one of the greatest cornerbacks to ever live. Had 65 interceptions. Just made the finalist as a senior from the senior committee. What is wrong with the NFL Hall of Fame? Mm. Where a brother can get 65 interceptions. When they weren't throwing the ball, people. When they weren't throwing the ball 40 times a game. 
and he can't get into Canton and he played in Cincinnati. Y'all killing me, man. He played in the desert. Bruh. They didn't even need to throw the ball against Cincinnati back in the 70s. <sighs> Boy. Yeah, I'm going to need the committee to do their job mm. and induct Ken Riley into the Hall of Fame, arguably the greatest bingo ever. It's not Anthony Munoz. It's Ken Riley. <laughs> That's it. I'm light this week. Hey. I, I really, I mean, I, I want to add something to it, but I really don't have anything to, do. <laughs> to add to it. Like, yo, like in 65 interceptions, the 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 league, uh, I think the career East. leaders is 82, but then there's like a group of them. Yeah, there's a group of there's them at, within the 60s. The, yeah. Like, and yeah, they didn't throw the ball and he still, so that means when they did throw it, he was there. Right. That, literally, it's like the treatment that Deion Sanders got back in his prime where it was like, we're only going to th- like, because like I often tell people, especially young people that don't remember when Dion was playing, they mm-hmm. would look and see, well, yeah, but he only had eight interceptions that year. I'm like, they threw the ball to his side exactly 11 times. That year. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> you follow what I'm saying? Like, right. And these were like five and outs. <laughs> these were like, you know, like this is crazy. Um, yeah, no, that's strong. That is that's strong. strong. I, I, like I, I got nothing. I got no follow for that. Uh, well, my APB is, and and I've been saying this uh, as we've opened the show several times. Uh, now this is our eighth show, and I think probably four of them I've opened with it being a sunny, mild <laughs> Delaware. I'm gonna need some summertime weather. You can have ours. That, well, see, here's the thing. I, I say that almost a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but it, it, all jokes aside, I'm kind of scared, okay? Because it's the mm-hmm. dead of August, and the high is like 78. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm going to need summertime weather in August. We're not talking about June. Uh, in August. Um, we need to be more frightened over and I'm not talking about the causes and who's responsible for climate change and the earth getting warmer. There are whole icebergs that are, you know how they talk about you only see the tip of the iceberg because it's much bigger and you know it's at the bottom. There's no bottom left because the icebergs are boiling. Uh, I'm actually a little bit panicked at how cool it's been in August. And so my APB is uh, I need some actual summertime weather. Now, I'm sure I'm going to regret this. There's no doubt. Next week, I I bet you the heat index is going to be like 112. I don't know. I'm just saying that uh, I can live with a heat index of 112 in August because it's supposed to be that high. Um, And as it just... As a responsible human being who lives on the planet, uh, we got to come up with some real solutions because um, we ain't talking about our kids and our grandkids and future generations. There are there's some weird animals coming up out the ground. Man, some it, weird some insects. Bugs. There's some no insects that... being here. <laughs> Birds are leaving. Like I've said, I've, I've been seeing these geese like migrating like they're confused because of the weather and so uh you know 
my APB this week is for summertime weather. I'm scared and I'm going to need you to come back because this ain't right. This two-a-days weather ain't the same as my two-a-days weather. Nah. Nah, man. My two-a-days weather. <laughs> we did film study in the afternoon because <laughs> it was like, hey, it's hot. Mm-hmm. It ain't that hot right now. But anyway. It's hot out here, though, and it don't get hot out here. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It was again, 97 out. I'm going to need somebody to talk to them icebergs and them penguins. Right. And them skinny polar bears where we can see the ribs. Um, this weather is getting a little bit frightening. And normally I don't, and I don't scare easily. And normally I'm not one of those big environmental people. But I'm going to need y'all to throw more than $390 billion dollars towards the environment y'all gonna force me to move further north instead of south we used to go south i'm moving north now (laughs) what what do you say i'm moving to canada (laughs) so that's it one other apb we normally do we in week eight or episode eight but we uh i took a couple weeks off but not much has changed other than Brittany griner has been uh, sentenced to nine years of Russian jail um, for less than a teaspoon of hash oil. Um, so we are still sending our prayers and light to her um, that they I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something. I'm going to show y'all something. I know I probably shouldn't do this, but I live in a place where this is legal. Man. This right here is more than Brittany Griner had in her bag. And they convicted her as a trafficker for so, nine years. Nine. This cost. This cost me. This cost me uh, fifteen dollars at the dispensary. Yep. And she's six. Foot it cost nine. her nine years. And she's six foot nine. This is twice what she had. Mm-hmm. And for the people that are, you know, there's always them that are saying, "Well, she committed a crime, and she needs to do the time and all this other stuff." I, I'm normally one of them people that if you commit the crime, the time is what it is. But uh, the thing that y'all fail to realize is she's not doing the time for the crime she committed. She's doing mm-hmm. she. You, there's no unless everybody taking one drop a piece. You ain't you are not a drug trafficker. There's not when, enough, when, <laughs> there's not enough drops in that teaspoon to even be considered. A it's reasonable it's, to. She getting caught up because if you look if you look at her vape pens, it's totally reasonable. To believe she forgot it was in there, because they were half they were half full. Yeah, you 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 need to do that again. You're freezing. I said based on what she was found with in her bag, it's totally reasonable to agree or believe that she forgot it was in she there because they didn't were, know it was in there. Right, right. because I just like showed you, you how that small ball, it I is. Stick that in my shoe. Right. You could forget that's in a in a side pocket or whatever. So, so you know, hopefully they find solutions. They do whatever trade, whatever needs to work out. They just filed an appeal of the sentencing yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. So hopefully, you know, justice prevails somewhere within this because uh, nine years, uh, nine years is a lot for anybody to do uh, for any kind of you know sentence for something for, that you didn't there's actual for that criminals that are doing less time yeah. so we just want to send positive light to her uh if you still want to sign the petition um please do go to www.wearebg.org 
dot org put your name on the uh on the signature just so we can let her know we still appreciate her and still uh, mm-hmm. sending love to her so that's uh that's the last apb absolutely thank you for that with that I want to thank you all for taking the time to join us here at the gray matters uh as always we appreciate uh Anybody that takes the time to tune in and listen to us, we hope that it's been very thought-provoking. We hope that we've given you something to uh, chew on, take with you. If you have any ideas, feel free to leave comments. Uh, let us know. Uh, send us an email. Give us a shout. Let us know if there's a topic that you would like us to discuss. And as always, be blessed. Absolutely. Don't forget to to hit like, subscribe, share, do all those things. We are officially on all streaming platforms as of this show. Um, yep. So make sure that you uh, you check us out and spread the word. We're just trying to mm-hmm. uh, to to spread uh, a decent amount of content out there for you. So uh, mm-hmm. until the next time, keep searching for the light. All right. Peace. <laughs>